0: The more ease you can bring in to the way that you show up, the better off you're gonna be. And if that means that you can only post once a week because that's your ease and that's your joy, then that's fantastic. You never want to build a strategy that makes you unhappy. Are you ready to tap in to your power within so that your business can
1: reach its truest potential? Hi, I'm Candace Haza, and I help business entrepreneurs access their inner GPS so that their business can grow and thrive. You are here to serve and to create an impact in this world. Welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Intuitive Business Podcast. Today, I really have a special guest and somebody that I feel is a friend and a colleague. So it really is a true treasure to have a few moments with her personally and privately. So (laughs) privately, we're going to share this on the (laughs) multiple podcast platforms, but this is a private conversation. (laughs) So I would like to introduce Shannon Giordano. So welcome. I'd like to introduce her so that you know a little bit about who she is and what she does. Shannon is a client focused, digital media marketing entrepreneur with over 15 years of experience. She is passionate about helping women business owners and entrepreneurs build a strategy to authentically share their product and services online with the goal of getting the best return on investment from social media marketing. How many of you would like that, right? So growing up, Shannon had dreams of being a folk singer, Mm. let's think she's, she liked Carole King and Carly Simon and taking the stage every opportunity that she had. And you know, this is a show of windows of opportunity. So just saying (laughs) today, she channels that energy into speaking with women to help them hone their message and find the perfect voice to share their own passion about what they do via social media. She may even break into song, hello, at any moment, but it might be a sing-along. Y'all don't want to hear me sing. (laughs) So here she is. Let's give her a big welcome on the Intuitive Business Podcast. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here.
1: Oh my goodness. I just love having you here. So many of us have had to transition our businesses and maybe we were getting leads by speaking on stages And all of a sudden, everything turned to uh, social marketing and the internet and Zoom calls. So she's a very important person to have on right now. So let's find out exactly what she does and how she's going to lead us through this process. So welcome, welcome, and welcome. What do you
0: do? Thank you so much.
1: Tell us, tell us.
0: You know, what I love to do is spend my time working with women business owners and entrepreneurs to figure out their tone of voice, how they should be showing up online, how to bring what they do in their daily life for business, for work online, to share it with people, to kind of share their brilliance. So, you know, like everybody else before COVID, I was spending most of my time logged in as a client and being them and showing up as them. And then all of a sudden COVID hit and I realized I kind of had to shine that light back on myself too. I couldn't just tell people, you have to make yourself more visible. You have to try these things. You have to do these things when I wasn't doing them myself. So I have been on this journey myself as well. And it just fires me up to be able to help people to do that.
1: Well, thank you for leading the entrepreneurs and getting our voices out into the world, because, you know, I really have a a belief that people have a mission in life and for you to be able to get their voice aligned with their ideal client, that's really important. So how do you do that?
0: It comes back to real basics, right? To really thinking through Who you want to be, how you wanna show up online, thinking through I do this exercise with coming up with tone of voice adjectives, you know, how would you describe yourself, how would people describe you, and really getting under that tone of voice. I started in social media with an organization that was all about infertility and family building and I didn't know a lot about social media. This was like 2008, 2009, but I knew the tone of voice because I had been through infertility. So I felt like, oh my gosh, these are my people. I know how I would want to be spoken to. I know how I would want to feel. I know how the words. And when I say tone of voice, I really mean how you're making people feel with the words that you use, not necessarily the spoken voice, right? So, you know, starting with the tone of voice and then really thinking about. Who is your ideal client? Where are they spending time? What's, what matters to them? And then figuring out how that, you know, the thing that you do fills a pain point that they have, what's the challenge that they've got. Hmm.
1: Do you think that your intuition plays a role in feeling into the energy of their voice and how to communicate?
0: I have to admit, I think of everything is from my gut. Like everything comes from my intuition, from how I feel on a daily basis, how I show up, the words that I use, what I say, even for myself on social media. And then certainly for how other people do as well. I think, I think for me, everything is about feeling first, thinking second, (laughs) Mm. for better or for worse. Feeling first.
1: I really like that. And thinking second. So that's kind of how intuition works. As soon as we get into our head, we might start spinning. So feelings. So let's get these feelings and let's put them somewhere. So today we're going to talk a little bit how to create a social media marketing strategy that connects with your audience without spending all day on Facebook. So have at it, Shannon. I have my pen in hand. I suggest if you're not driving that you have your pen in hand because I've already (laughs) taken some good notes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the number one thing I hear from people is consistency. First of all, it's really hard to be consistent. And then the second thing is how do I create great content? Right. So my whole feeling is you don't want to create a social media strategy that is so hard for you. So challenging that you don't do it because if you make it all encompassing, if you feel like you need to be everywhere and you need to be brilliant all the time, then basically you end up doing nothing, right? So there goes the consistency. So I'm a big proponent of you know, being consistent, showing up every day, whatever that means for you on whatever platform it means for you. It may be three times a week. It may be seven days a week. It may be three times a day. It really doesn't matter. It's just that consistency, building it in and making it a habit. And then the second thing is creating great content. So You know, I think we all love our businesses so much in real life. And I think that you bring that same passion to your on, you know, online world, right? So if you met somebody at the school bus stop, or you talk to your dental hygienist about what you do, and they ask you questions, and you get so excited about it bring that same thing to what you're talking about online. You have this brilliant thing that you do. You have a duty to share it with people and to share it with that same passion, you know? And then the third thing is really understanding analytics. So consistency, you know, content creation, and then analytics, because it's, you know it's hard to look at the you know every platform has different analytics first of all and it but it's hard to look at you know why did something i did yesterday work really well and today it's not working so well or what was the difference between that post that everybody engaged with versus this thing that i just said today that nobody's engaging with and kind of getting over that visibility hangover of oh, is this thing I posted perfect? Is it good enough? Why is nobody commenting on it? So really kind of looking at what's working and why and talking through that. And it's not a perfect science. It's really a bit of an art form. So you kind of have to look for trends. It can be something really simple. It can be that the post you shared yesterday had your face in the picture and everybody loves you and what you do. So they commented on it, engaged with it, and went back through the algorithm. A lot more people saw it. So then you say to yourself, oh my gosh, I better stop using stock photos. I should put much more of myself in my posting. So those kinds of things can be really impactful.
1: Wow. Taking notes, everybody. Right. So I am (laughs) as well. (laughs) I love the fact that you said that this is kind of an art form. And I know that there was a time right now I'm kind of been a stalemate at, you know, my team has been doing my posting because my business got rather uh, full. And so I was like, what, you know, what should we do next? And so this is really a good timing to be talking to Shannon. So I know some of you are changing some things up around now. So do you have a recommendation of like, is Tuesday better or Wednesday better? Are there different algorithms about Tuesday at two o'clock or Wednesday at two
0: o'clock? Like, how does that work? That's such an interesting question. The The first thing I would say is when are your people online, right? So you know, for years I posted for a mini golf course and we got great engagement at 2 PM because a lot of moms and dads were in their cars picking up their elementary school age kids. And we're like, what are we going to do with them for the afternoon? Oh, you know, mini golf. Then COVID hit and guess what? Nobody was in their car at 2 PM picking up their kids because their kids were home. So we had to change our thinking on that. So I would first of all say to you, think about When the folks you're trying to reach are they new moms? They're on the night, you know, in the middle of the night because they're up with a baby. Are they, you know, moms of teenagers who finally their kids are leaving them alone after dinner and they're sitting on the couch and maybe they're checking their phones? So that's kind of the first thing. And the second thing I would say, again, back to the analytics at the risk of sounding boring. When I first started with Fertility Planet, that, that company about infertility, we used to send an email newsletter every Tuesday because the data showed us people open email newsletters on Tuesdays. And one week we were really late and I sent it on Sunday at 5 PM and we got the best open rate we'd ever had, which when I thought about it made a lot of sense because like me at that point in my life, I was looking at my email on Sunday night to figure out what my week was going to look like. So guess what? It's a great time to be looking at, you know, to be sending an email newsletter. So think about when your ideal clients are online. First of all, second of all, don't be afraid to look at the data to show you know, with which one actually worked better. And you can share a post on Tuesday at noon and then share something very similar, same message, maybe switch up the photo, share it at seven o'clock at night on a Thursday and see which one did better. It's a little bit of A-B testing at the risk of sounding very Mm marketing-y.
1: And so data, let's talk a little bit about that. Like you said, at the risk of, you know, going down (laughs) that, but I really do think it's important because you know, I hear, I hear what she just said is sometimes we get in this rinse and repeat pattern thinking our clients are in one, you know, in one time frame, and they're actually, you know, there's a better time to do it. So let's talk about the data. What back pages do you look at or what do you suggest that we do to look at that?
0: yeah so every platform has its own insights or data engagement data and some scheduling tools do as well i tend to go direct to the source so i look right at the page itself linkedin's engagement analytics are not the greatest but they're evolving so there's a little analytics tab that you can look at when you if you have a company page this doesn't work for personal profiles so linkedin has decent data Twitter has great, it's, you know, if you're logged into your Twitter account, it's analytics.twitter.com and it pulls up, it will tell you the most impactful post that month. It will tell you how, you know, who talked about you and how. And then Instagram and Facebook both have very robust analytics. Instagram, they both called insights. So on Facebook, you're going to look at the insights tab and you can look at trends. You can look at 30 days worth of data or just the last week. And those can be interesting, but I think the most interesting is to kind of page down a little bit on the insights tab and look at, you can see how many posts you've shared. And then you can see how many people liked or commented on those posts and really looking at the ones that did the best, the ones that people, it resonated the most with them. And then Instagram has great analytics post by post. If you're looking at your Instagram and you click on a post that you shared, there's a little, it says view insights, little blue lettering, right under the post before you see the likes. If you click that, it will show you a pie chart of how many followers saw that post, how many non-followers saw that post. And that's really in- interesting information to have for two reasons. If a whole bunch of followers didn't see your post, so say you have a thousand followers and, and 20 people saw the post, that tells you, hey, I, you know, a lot of my followers didn't see this post, I should share it again. And if a lot of non-followers found you, that's also interesting information. You can sometimes drill down and see, is it because of hashtags that you shared? Or why did non-followers resonate with this? And did they take the extra step to come and follow me? So these are all, I mean, you know, you you don't have to get so granular, but you can look at it maybe once a month and just see what kinds of things are really resonating with the people that are my ideal clients. Because those are the things you want to do more of. So
1: you mentioned hashtags and my viewers will probably be annoyed with me if I didn't go backwards and say, let's talk a little bit about hashtags. Do you recommend using them? How do you use them for the highest and best?
0: I think that hashtags are different based on each platform again. So LinkedIn has just started using hashtags and it will suggest hashtags to use. I think that like the way that LinkedIn came about is very businessy, right? So the hashtags that I would use on LinkedIn tend to be keyword hashtags. So those are words someone's going to use to search for me with strategist, social media strategist. I wouldn't use taco Tuesday. Likewise, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Because those taco Tuesday can be a great thing to use as a hashtag, you know, for fun, but it's really not going to get you anywhere on LinkedIn, Twitter, you, you know, you use sort of two or three, three or four, whatever you can fit because Twitter's, you know, character limitations are low. And Facebook, you know, Facebook has evolved. It didn't have hashtags, then it did. And now the the thinking is really hashtags are not that impactful on Facebook. But Instagram, super impactful. You can use Mm. up to 30. I think the rule of thumb with Instagram is try to mix up your hashtags. You don't have to use 30. You can use as many as you're comfortable with. Just make sure they all pertain to the post itself so they resonate with what you're posting. And you can do a little hashtag search research. You can, one fun way to do that is look at someone that you really respect. Maybe someone that does something similar to you, a complimentary industry or the same thing that you do and look at the hashtags that they're using. And you can kind of start building what I call a master hashtag list that you can use a few of each time that you post. Hmm.
1: Are you guys getting this master hashtag list and Instagram? You can have up to 30 and it's very influential. I'm, I'm really loving this Shannon. Like, thank you so much for sharing these tidbits of wisdom before I move on. Is there anything else in this arena right here? This juicy arena that you thought, oh man, Candy, if you would ask me this, that would really help them. So is there anything else where we're at right now?
0: Yeah. The only last thing I would share is about hashtags actually, because a lot of people will say to me, well, why am I using these? And there, it's really twofold. And in the second fold is actually the most important fold. The first fold is it makes you searchable. So, you know, if somebody is searching for a social media strategist and they're playing around in a platform, the potential for your post to come up is there. The second is that it lets the platform know who you are. So even though people complain about the algorithm, like, Oh, what's this algorithm? It's not showing my post to enough people. If you hashtag social media strategist, social media tips, all of a sudden Instagram thinks, Oh, I know who Shannon is. I'm going to serve her post in the algorithm up to more people who care about the same thing Shannon cares about. Wow. So over time, you're training the platform to know why they, or who they should share your posts with, which is super impactful. You know, again, it's not a perfect science, but you really can start to see if you use the the right hashtags, the right mix, the ones that really pertain to your business, that you're going to start to appear to more people who care about what you care about.
1: Wow. I'm going to get my team to put pound Akashic records on Instagram. I don't know that
0: we Definitely. have the hashtag.
1: I, I I say pound. I'm so old fashioned, guys. I just have to say, <laughs> I'm not the social uh, media strategist of the group. I'm I'm led by people like Shannon. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's really really good information. I really appreciate that. We talked about being consistent. We talked about like hashtags. We talked about algorithms and taking about once a month to take a peek. Is there anything else that it says, how can they get started with the processes of doing this today? Like, that's a really good question. Give us a whole outline or a process of what we should be doing.
0: There are different ways to tip your toe in the water, right? So, but the first thing I would say is try scheduling some posts. So try blocking out a little bit of time each week where you maybe schedule three posts. You can use a scheduling tool like Hootsuite for free. Um, There are many different tools, Buffer, Sprout Social. Some of them are really expensive and that's really because they give a lot of robust reporting. But for most of us, we don't need that. You're just gonna try it out. In Facebook and Instagram, you can schedule right in the tool itself. It's called Publishing Tools or Creator Studio. So try like on a Monday morning, thinking about what are the three things I wanna get out to my folks this week and try scheduling some posts. That way you have this foundational stuff that's going out and then you can react on a daily basis to try some things out. I like to think of posting as storytelling, right? So it's really like, what's my special take? I mean, there are often a lot of people who do what we do. So whatever it is that, that really makes you fired up about your business, share a little bit of that in a post. And if you're not really read, ready to schedule a bunch of things, try one post. Just try a great visual, a photograph of you. It doesn't have to be professional. It can be a photo from your phone. And try sharing something that's special about why you do what you do. And then try that post and send it out there. Then I would say, if you get crickets, people didn't react. People didn't see it because the organic reach is low. I reach out to people in real life. I mean, don't be afraid to message some friends, text some friends and say, Hey, I just shared this thing on my business Facebook page. Would you please go like it and comment on it for me? I would be so appreciative. So there are a lot of people that are doing that for one another because we all kind of rise together, right? So Mm -hmm. don't be afraid in your real life to ask for some support because as those people then comment, like share for you, more people get to see the post and then it's going to take on a life of its own, that sort of ripple effect. So don't don't suffer in silence. Don't do that visibility hangover of, oh my gosh, what I said wasn't important. It just is that people didn't see it yet and they're just, they just need to see it. Mm. That's really, really good advice.
1: One of the questions I'm going to ask you is, you know, I have a varied clientele and some are to a point where they're full on with their business. And so being able to do social media, sitting down and making a regular schedule and then regularly posting it is starting to get further and further away from them. But yet there's people that still need their product or their group programs or whatever. So when is it time to hire a social media strategist like you? Let's start there. And then I want to hear more about how you work with somebody.
0: The majority of people who come to me, it's because they they've been active on social media and it's not working for them and they don't know why. So the brilliance of creating a strategy is that then you have the strategy and you can go off and implement it yourself. Or if you know that you don't want to be the implementer, you can hire somebody, but you've already put the thinking behind the strategy. Because sometimes people will say to me, oh, well, I have an intern that's going to do that for me. And I think an intern doing it for you can be brilliant, but guess what? The intern is not going to have the strategy in their head. You have to then, you have to give them the strategy. These are my ideal clients. This is the kind of words I want to use. These are the kinds of posts I want to share. This is the mix of posts, all that stuff. That all has to live someplace. So I love to be able to work with somebody to create that social media strategy and maybe a content calendar for the next month. And then they can go give that to a virtual assistant, to their intern, to someone who works with them. They don't have to be the one doing the work unless they want to, because a lot of times they do want to.
1: Okay. So say somebody is like, you know what? I'm really digging Shannon here. And I know that I haven't been consistent and I know that I have a budget, to put into, into getting some assistance. Cause my hands are too full now. So talk to us about like how they would contact you, how you
0: work with people individually. Absolutely. I have two main offers, the way that I work with people on their strategy. And one is what I call a VIP experience. So we work one-on-one. I send out a, a questionnaire that pulls a lot of information out of them, helps them, it helps me to get a lot of answers upfront before the meeting. Then I create a whole strategy and a content calendar and we meet for an hour to 90 minutes and we just make sure the strategy is complete. And then we look at the content calendar and plan that out for the next month. So by the time they're done with the 90 minutes, they go off and they have this ready to go. Some people don't wanna work one-on-one necessarily and that more robust. So I also have a workshop offering where I, I just keep it small. It's just four to five people. And we do it either virtually or in person at small venues where I take them through the same thing, my whole social media, you know, strategy process, and then populating the content calendar and then kind of send them out from the workshop. So it depends. I think there are there are great benefits to both. I mean, it's really fun to work one-on-one with someone, but then the group program is really cool because it's lower cost and... It allows people to, you know, to hear other questions from other business owners that they may not have thought of otherwise. And I may not not have thought to bring up, which I think is the brilliance of group programs, which, you know, in my own personal business, I love myself as well. So, and my website is called serendipitysocialmedia.com. And all of this information is on that website and anybody that, you know, can check it out there or email me from there or Shannon at serendipity, social media.com. I am always happy to offer a free consultation and to talk about the options.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So imagery, how important is imagery?
0: Yeah. You know, it's super important. First of all, I would say um, algorithmically, the most important thing you can do is share video right now. However, you can incorporate that in a comfortable way. Probably eight months ago now, the head of Instagram, Adam Oseri, came out and said, no longer do we want to be seen as a visual a photographer's platform. We want to be a video platform. And Facebook has moved that way as well. So specific to Instagram and Facebook, the more ways that you can share video. Now, that can be a real on Instagram but if that feels daunting it can be a really brief tip that you kind of record on your own phone you could you know take a sunday afternoon record five tips share them out over the next five weeks they can be 30 seconds or less people don't stay on these videos super long in the algorithm video is ranked highest in lives as well so if you want to go facebook live and, and interview somebody or you want to go facebook live because you're in an event any kinds of things like that video is number 1 the second, I would say carousel posts. So carousel post on Instagram is a post that has more than one photo or graphic. Oh. What happens is someone gets to that. They see the little notation at the top right corner that, oh, there's more photos. And they stay on it because they want to see what the photos are underneath. They use that slide, right? They want to know what's there. So it keeps you on the, the post longer and out. And Instagram says, oh, this must be an important post. All these people are staying on this post longer. I'm going to serve it up to more people. And then thirdly, you know, a beautiful visual or graphic. It can be a quote testimonial. It can be a photo of you at an event or a photo of a client, a photo of a networking event, or a fun behind the scenes, you know, like here I am walking my dog and this is how I plan my day every day for my business. So it it can have your personality come out in the flavor, but visuals are incredibly important.
1: You just said something behind the scenes. When I was launching my book, I also was creating the audio portion and my video specialist was with me here at my home. And he's like, oh, let's like do a picture of us capturing the edits of the book. And I was like, nobody's going to want to see that. Right. But he, he's so good at stuff like this. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. And I cannot tell you how many comments I got. Ooh, I love behind the scenes. And I love, and I never thought about that. You know, to me, I was like, who wants to see this? But yeah, that was something everybody was really saying, hey, that was such a good post. So I think that sometimes getting our head out of this and just having fun with it, and really Mm -hmm. Curtis and I were just simply having fun and that's basically what we're doing. And then it really, I think also energetically comes across if you're, it was real, it was happening and we posted it and it was fun for us. And so maybe putting a little fun in this, uh, this formula, you know, how, how can you make this
0: more fun? Absolutely. I really feel that, that the more ease you can bring into the way that you show up, the better off you're going to be. And if that means that you can only post once a week, because that's your ease and that's your joy, then that's fantastic. You know, like you really, you never want to build a strategy that makes you unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure.
1: Oh, I know. I, I feel like I'm, this is my true confession moment. You know, I really hit going lives a lot in the beginning of my business, but uh, my hands are full now, you know, Mm. for me to take time to go live is taking time away from say a client. So we do have a social media strategy, but I kind of miss going live. But one of the things I also want to talk about is I get a little bit frustrated because every time I turn on Facebook to go live, I have to take time to figure out what buttons they changed. Yeah. And that's been such a frustration for me like, are there any tidbits about, I finally had to ask my team after three times of trying, I'm like, can you look at this with me? Because I don't know, like I set up my speaker, I set everything up and then I couldn't find the go live button, which by the way, recently was to the very far left bottom where you could barely see the go live space. So, so right. any suggestions about the people like me that have some challenges with going live, not physically or not like I like to show up live, but the buttons.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Unfortunately, it's always going to be ever changing. I mean, back in the day, you could only go live on your phone. You couldn't even do it on your desktop or your laptop. And now you can, I think the best thing that you can do is try to join some Facebook groups that where you can ask questions like that, especially if you're on your own, if you don't have a team or a Curtis or someone like that, I do have a free Facebook group that folks can join. It's called Serendipity Circle. And I'm always happy to have people in that because I think that, you know, those things change all the time, unfortunately. And I don't think that that's going to change. I think, you know, in the minds of, of Facebook and Instagram and Meta or whatever we're supposed to call them now, right? They are trying to evolve it to make your life easier. But sometimes, well, first of all, it's always harder when it's not the way you did it yesterday. It's a totally new way. And the second of all, sometimes they really do take away functionality that people scream about and then they bring it back. So, you know, I I think their hearts are in the right place or maybe from a business perspective, they're trying to do the right thing, but it doesn't always, you know, navigate down to us the way, right way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For me, I was so excited to get a few little posts out there. So I like got all prepared and got my hair all fluffed out and I went (laughs) and I was like, Oh, son of a gun. Like, (laughs) I don't know what buttons to push anymore. I do think that it's important and uh, it's nice to be consistent. I want to go back to the serendipity circle. So if they research serendipity circle, then they could be kind of linked to you right away. And maybe if they have a question like, Shannon, which button do I push? You'll be able Absolutely. to Absolutely.
0: Yeah, definitely. And if they can't find it, if they just want to message me on Facebook, I always will, you know, I, I live on social media. So to the detriment of <laughs> getting my work done, sometimes I do always answer back. So if somebody private messages me, I think on Facebook, my name comes up as Shannon Dalton Giordano, but I'm there and happily, you know, happy to answer anything like that. If they can't figure out how to get an invitation to the group or they need to be added in, just message me and I'll get it out there. Excellent.
1: Excellent. So you have a free gift to help us get started. Would you like to share that with us
0: now? Yeah, sure. So I created a hashtag guide that's kind of an overview of all the information that I threw out there earlier, and it lives on my website. So on serendipitysocialmedia.com, it's probably in the middle there, but if you click get the guide now, it will be able to be downloaded. Um, And if anybody has any trouble with that, again, you can reach out to me anytime and I can just email you the guide. Oh,
1: that's really exciting. And so that I'm sure people are going to reach out right now as you're listening to get that because um, if you took notes, that's great. And then this would be like the next level of, of looking at some things. So what else would you like to share at this point? We went over quite a few things, but I'm sure that me not being the social media specialist, I'm missing something.
0: I think the biggest thing you can do is just in, in sort of mindset, you know, thinking of social media as an extension of your real life that, I mean, I'm not a digital native, I'm Gen X. So I don't live on my phone 24 seven. I don't look at my phone first thing. When I wake up in the morning, I have other practices instead, but I think that, you know, trying to, to look at it, like it's a tool in the toolbox to help you reach people that you really want to reach. It's there's you know two ways to look at it. One is it it helps you to communicate with a community of people that you care about, but it also helps people to find you that wouldn't know about you otherwise. And you have this brilliant thing that you do in your life and you really wanna share it with people. So I think you know, getting past fear of you know being an, you know, out there and having people see the real you. And I don't mean sharing things that you would feel embarrassed by, or I don't share anything on social media that I wouldn't tell every single person in the world. But I, I do mean that it doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to have the flavor of you. And if you ever put something out there and you don't like it, you can delete it. It's not, you know, forever. It's, I mean, I'm sure some like forensic scientists could probably find a post from years ago, but for the most part, if you look and you think, oh, I really don't like that photo of myself or I made a typo, you just edit it or you delete it. So it's, don't let that like, perfectionism be a barrier to getting out there and really sharing what you're brilliant at.
1: Oh, that's really good advice. I like that. It feels very soft and gentle. You mentioned something and I have to go backwards. I'm sorry, but I do. (laughs) You said you had other daily morning practices and you know, this is the intuitive business podcast. So we're always interested to hear a little bit about people's daily morning rituals, because I really do believe that sets your day, uh, your morning Mm. ritual. And so that you brought it up. So can you share a little bit about your beautiful morning rituals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, this year for me, you know, people choose a word. I've never really done that before, but this year my word is health and I'm really trying to focus on feeling good. So, and I mean, small incremental changes. So I wake up on my own around five 45 or six o'clock. Nobody in my family gets out of bed till seven. So I, I get up and I make coffee and I read for an hour and I read in the morning for, learning something new. And so I I just finished 10% happier by Dan Harris. Right now I'm reading a book on teenage the teenage boy brain, (laughs) because I have teenage boys. And sometimes I read business books. I try to read something that really pulls me in and it feeds my soul, but it also teaches me some new stuff. And then I finish by about seven, I jump on the Peloton for 20 minutes because I haven't I hadn't been doing any exercise at all. And then I start my day. So then I, you know, I like a shower, I get ready for meetings, but I'm at my computer ready to start my day at eight o'clock because I've had all this time. And, and I try to end my day with reading for pleasure. So I read more pleasure fun books at the end of the day, but so far it's really working for me. And I I'm someone who struggled with a morning routine. I couldn't just couldn't figure it out. I was snoozing and snoozing and not getting up, waking up tired feeling stressed out. And so I think I'm just like, you know, trying to get out of my own head and do some things that actually make me super happy and exercising right when I wake up does not make me happy, but reading does. There you go.
1: But you still ended up getting the exercise in after you had the pleasure moment of the reading.
0: Yeah, exactly. And I keep it time boxed. So I feel like I can do anything for 20 minutes. I tend to be someone who's like, I'm going to exercise for an hour every day. And then I'm going to do yoga and then I'm going to weight lift. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know that then I don't do anything. Then I'm like, no, okay. I, I can't fit in that hour and a half. So I, I need to make it, I'm trying to make these really small changes over time that start to become habits. <laughs>
1: I think that that's, I think that those are lovely, uh, habits to share and it it feels good. Energetically, it feels good. Like I kind of walked through your morning with you. I was smelling the coffee, you know, (laughs) I was seeing the like quiet little snuggle time of being able to capture some, some things that you want to grow your mind. So that was a beautiful routine. Thank you. It's working.
0: It's, it's helping me. It's making me feel good, which is nice. Oh, that's beautiful.
1: So you did mention, and you do not have to do it, and we could talk about something other than this, but um, you did mention that you could potentially break out into some songs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, I have been known to uh, to belt out the Dear Evan Hansen soundtrack lately. That seems to my song of choice. But I literally, when I was from middle school through college, I would say I've, I wanted to be Carol King in the worst way. So I have a bunch of songs that I sing to my kids, and one of them... They're not great about getting up in the morning as many 17-year-old boys. This will not be shocking. They can get up on a Saturday when they have something fun to go do. But on a weekday, somehow it's super hard. So I tend to fling open their doors and sing to them. So this morning I was singing a Carol King song. So it starts, um, stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time there's something wrong here there can be no denying one of us is changing or maybe we just stop trying and then I often throw in my own words like you're gonna be too late baby now you're too late so so I you know I, I do make things into songs quite often which has been kind of a fun you know a fun way to get them out of bed
1: Oh, how many want to be her, her child now? <laughs> like, <you
0: know. laughs> I'm not sure they would agree with you, but you know,
1: <laughs> well, someday they're going to, you know, they'll, they'll be looking at each other and say, remember when mom used to sing to us and it's
0: <laughs> so funny. Yep. And they'll I'm desire sure they
1: that, that someday. So boys, you have it in recordings, you can re-listen <laughs> to it <laughs> and you have twins, right? I do. Yep.
0: Twin boys.
1: Oh my goodness. God bless America. That, that would really be a beautiful, beautiful gift to have double children all at the same time. So
0: yeah, they're, they're a lot of fun right now. I'm feeling like, you know, I have them for a year and a half before they head off to college, God willing, but I, I feel like I'm just trying to soak in every minute of it.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's definite. You know, I understand that as a parent, that's a beautiful gift. So is there anything else that you thought, wow, this would be really helpful if Candy asked this, or there was something more I wanted to share, if there was a different gift that, you know, something that I forgot to mention.
0: Yeah. I think I would only say, you know, I'm so grateful to know you and to be part of your Woo program because it's, it's definitely given me, I think all my life, I felt like I've always acted on my intuition and I'd much rather do things by feeling or what feels right in my body, in my head and my mind. And when I don't do that, I, I don't feel well. Like when I was in the corporate world, there were definitely times where I struggled with vertigo or the things that became physical manifestations of the fact that I wasn't listening to my intuition. And so I would just say, you know, I'm just thankful. I'm grateful to have found like the universe puts you in my path somehow. And that it, it has definitely made me think about my day and what I do and how I serve and what's meaningful to me in a, a whole new way which is you know it's amazing and I thank you for that
1: oh thank you so much I I didn't call Shannon out she just shared that she was in my program because you know sometimes that's private for people and I do want to leave it private you know if that was your own journey that you were just you know doing for yourself but you you know, it was a year that we were together and just how she showed up was so beautiful. And so that was helpful for you then.
0: It absolutely was not just in my business life, in my personal life too, you know, to kind of, I don't know, to feel connected, you know, during that time, my dad passed away and just to feel this sort of connection to him and connection to the universe and connection to something bigger than myself. It just, yeah. Personal life and business life. It's been change, life changing, life-changing for sure. Oh, I'm
1: so, so grateful. Thank you for sharing that. That means a lot because um, you know, I don't always get to hear the other end of it all the time. So thank you for that. Yeah. So everybody let's reach out to Shannon because this is an important part of your business. You know, your business has a voice and a message to give you. And Social media is a platform to get that voice out, and so Shannon's a, Shannon's a specialist in that. And um, reach out to her for some help. Join her Serendipity Circle on Facebook so that you can get answers to questions like what button to push, and um, <laughs> and also don't forget about her gift or remember her gift. I should say that's more empowering. So we're gonna have all those links in this podcast for you to capture. So I just wanted to thank you for being with me today. So I'm so grateful for you and thank you.
0: Thank you so much. I'm so grateful too. Thank
1: you. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I hope that you feel more connected to your power within and that you take action from the guidance here today. For more information, please head to Candacehaza.com where you will find more resources to help you and your business grow to the next level.